Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Road Trolls. Yay! I am your host, Sam, and I am joined by my co-host, Chad and Michael. Chad and Michael, how are you two doing today? I, I'm, I'm doing great. I'm wondering how Chad is right now, because I don't think he likes it when I talk like this. I don't, I don't like it at all. What? What don't you like about his naturally sounding voice? This is my natural voice. This isn't the voice that I put on screen. <laughs> we took the advice of our listeners and decided to be more natural. It, it's horrible. It's horrible and I hate both of you. Okay. So, before Chad decides to just, like, murder us, um, welcome, as Sam said, welcome to the Roll Trolls. Uh, this is an episode where we're going to be doing another DM Talks. We're DM gonna, Talks. We're going to put on our DM, DM hats. You guys get your DM hats on. Yep. It's, it's invisible right now. My hat's always on. Yeah. All the time. I'm yeah. always ready to DM. It's his hair. His hair is his hat. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's a, good, it's a good hat. It is a good hat. It's, a, it's incognito. Yeah. You know what's also good? My shaved face that no one has commented on since I walked in here like an hour and a half ago. Why would we need to comment on it? I don't know. Because I had a giant bushy beard and I shaved up. And I think I look good. You know? Thanks, guys. Just start right there. Shut up. I'm wearing that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, want, you wanted to comment on, on your shaved face. I was fishing for compliments. Okay. Oh. 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 Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. <clears throat> Sam. Yes. Your face looks lovely. Thank Even you. though you missed a spot. Thank you. Wow. That was like one of those backhanded compliments. Yeah, it was loaded. definitely loaded. Like It was loaded. Yeah. Like there was, Oh, so <clears throat> you know what also really fun to give out besides compliments? Loaded loot. Loot, yes. Loaded loot? I don't, I don't know about loaded loot, but I was, I was, just, I was just going Yeah, what loot. is loaded? Loaded loot's pretty fun. They're like cursed items. Like, hey, this cloak gives you plus two dexterity, but it's always in your way. <laughs> like, it, like it causes you. To it always trip. makes you trip. Yeah, like you're always tripping on it, or you're trying to sit down, and it's just constantly like <laughs> pulling in the right? wrong way. Like you want to throw it over the backside of the chair, but it keeps going between you and the chair. Yeah, that's uh that's what we're gonna talk about today, guys. We're gonna talk about uh, recognizing your characters, your PCs, your PCs, handing out rewards for not just not just completing quests, everything for, for anything. Yes, <clears throat> um, we're gonna give you some examples. And then we're going to talk to you about other stuff, like stuff. Yeah. So, of course, there's always the idea of, like, you know, there's loot and rewards to be had at, like, at the end of the adventure or even, like, during the adventure to give out to players. But we're we're not just going to talk about that either. Uh, We're also going to talk about other ways to reward your players. And I think that's where Chad's coming from. He says, like, recognizing your players. Like, recognizing the things that they do. Like, they're not just playing the game, but, like, they're coming up with, like, creative ways to handle situations or they're just doing really good role play and you know giving out rewards for people who actually do something like that you know they they do get that creative yeah well, we're gonna go from from something simple like allowing them to automatically succeed based on their role play experience mm-hmm. or to the the very ultimate of handing out you know godlike gifts like improved strength yeah. Or increased hit points or things I think like that. I think the most important thing is especially if you're new DM, uh, is to keep in mind that players like rewards. Yay! Yay. Rewards are fun. They are. It's almost like uh, that's why they complete the quests you give them. Yeah. Yeah, that's so weird. I know. Um, but mostly it's it's fun for them because sometimes it, it can add to their character. Especially if you can design something specific for a character. Right. Um, 
and other things like if someone feels really proud about you know role playing a moment, you, it would be really cool if you give them inspiration or if you automatically succeed or something like that. Then their character feels cool and they're like, "Yeah, I did a good thing, guys." Yeah, yeah. I think also how you <clears throat> give the rewards is, is pretty important. You know, like how they actually receive like like your explanation as to why they're getting something is, is also part of it. Is you know, as a DM, one of the other jobs is to make a good story. Yeah, so absolutely. Why wouldn't your rewards also have, you know, a great story added onto it as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a lot of different things, like, uh, and, and there's a big discussion, I guess, about the DMG versus, you know, homemade, mm-hmm. homemade loot. There is. I mean, obviously, you can go through the DMG, which is the Dungeon Master's Guide, of course, to, um, to pick out a magic item for your character or be like hey here's the dmg pick out something of x rarity you know uh but there's also like you can make your own stuff you don't have to you know yeah, give so out yeah, what's has out like 50 pages of, of like loot. it's a lot it it's a lot like of a stuff lot. but it's a lot of it's you know kind of out there it's out there and it's also kind of specific to like certain things sometimes right like situational and then, yeah, it, it lacks, in my opinion, it lacks a lot of weapons. It it certainly does. Um, I I actually got something I want to throw into that the, the idea of, like rewarding your players with loot. Um, a lot of the really good loot that I've gotten from my experience has actually come from my DMs. Actually, just making up their own loot. Um, I I know we talked about it at one point. I don't remember what episode it was, but we were talking about this this, this rapier that Chad gave one of my characters and. It was just a completely like homebrew reward <laughs> item, and I'm in love with that thing, and I still use it because it's fantastic. Um, now, of course, there is the dangers of trying not to make something like really like overly powerful, but I don't know. I feel like it, it's pretty on par with something that's like I don't think I ever need to change this, and I don't feel overly powerful with it, but it definitely makes me feel like a like a BA, like a really cool guy. I think I think a good idea when making your own uh, equipment is mm-hmm. you think about the plus one, plus two, plus three in, in, in Dungeons and Dragons. At least that's what I do. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't necessarily keep to that, but it only adds plus one or plus three to, you know, accuracy or damage. Yeah. Um, but I consider that as like, okay, you know, if you're a level five character, most likely you're not going to be finding something that's legendary, like a plus three or something. That's no. Legendary. Yeah. So, you know, if you're gonna give someone a, a fancy uh, a fancy sword or a fancy weapon, um, especially early on, like, like like you said, you got yours fairly early and you never replaced it, and that's actually good. You want to give them something that they're gonna hold on to for a long time. Mm-hmm. And most magic weapons, no matter no matter if it's legendary or not, or not will replace any normal weapon. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. just out of the bat, just like, because you know a plus one sword is way better than just oh, yeah. a regular sword. So yeah, exactly. why of, not yeah, replace on top it? Top of the fact that it gives a plus one, it's now magical. So yeah, and it ignores this. specific you know yeah. monsters have resistances against yeah. stuff like that. It, it's not <clears> even just weapons too. Like even armor and certain items are that way too. Like I know on my infamous level twenty fighter, uh, Mike, you were the DM for it. You gave me this like dwarven, dwarven armor. Female. I still have not replaced that, and I got that at, like, eight, 
like before I hit ten. Yeah. It, was late, it was later in the uh, yeah. I guess so. But I was like, I, I remember getting it early, and it's like I still have it, and I still wear it because it's still like the best armor I've ever found. And like that's just something that came out of the DMG. Like that wasn't even a yeah. That's, that's a great armor. Like that's one thing that the DMG does have a lot of different armor pieces mm-hmm. and like rings and, and stuff. Oh yeah, the stuff DMG like has a lot of awesome things in there, and I actually get some, most of my ideas from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, use it for like, but um yeah. A lot of the times it's just like, oh, I don't see why my characters would ever, A, run into that, yeah. or, you know, B, want to use it unless it was a specific scenario. So I usually tweak it a little bit more mm-hmm. so that they can use it at any time as opposed to at the specific area or, like, against a specific creature. Mm-hmm. Things like that. So, But I will say, though, in the <clears throat> DMG's defense... On one particular character, as a um, as a melee person, uh, my barbarian actually. My barbarian is currently equipped with only magical items from the DMG. Like none of the items he has were like homemade, homebrew kind of items from from my DM. And actually, he's now really pimp with those. Uh, th- I think it's only three. I think it's like three specific magical items, but they work in tandem with each other and it makes him a monster now like he is just really strong and i think it's like he has some kind of like bracers of strength and he has like a giant's belt like Mm -hmm. enough and and then he has like a magical weapon and because of that like his like plus like his plus damage like after the dice roll is like insanely high because of just the combination of the yeah exactly from all the extra strength so in the defense of the dmg it's like you can find certain combinations that make you like super strong. Yeah, I was like going to the DMG for for items that I'm going to kind of be passing out at early levels. Mm-hmm. That's usually where I go to the DMG. But when it comes to like special prizes, yeah, um, like you you've completed a specific campaign or you defeated a specific boss, I usually build treasure or loot based on on kind of the surrounding areas. Mm-hmm. So like for exa- like you know your your famed character um he was in a very you know asian japanese culture and he got a samurai sword right? yeah you know, he, got a, he got a katana for for completing that quest mm-hmm. it also happened because you're a warrior or a fighter yeah that was a good a good item yeah. whereas someone who was like a wizard or a thief or or, or any other class you know you kind of want to tailor like like chad had said earlier you want to tailor your your loot to the players, um, the players. Mm-hmm. It, it, it makes it more it- <clears throat> I guess another thing that I I like to bring up, too, is that you don't always have to give loot to everyone. Now, it's it seems more fair that way when, you know, at a certain point, if you gave loot to somebody, everyone else gets loot at some point in time. But it's not something that has to be done because, I mean, obviously magic items are rare. They don't have to be uh, a plenty around, you know. Uh, Obviously, if it's like a reward for the quest, it's like, oh, you get a magical item. But if it's like sometimes they'll fight a special character and that character you know obviously everyone's like oh i loot the body you know what is what does he have on him i don't know they're like ah man now i gotta think of something he has that's cool and i was like oh i was just making up dice rolls for a sword so here here's the dice roll for a sword you know and then obviously only one person can have that sword so it's up to you how you want to dish out loot but uh, i think the most fair way is to at some point, give each player at least one thing that they can walk away with that, you know. And even if it's nothing, eh. I mean, sometimes you just don't get anything. Yeah. Or sometimes you just give them gold. 
money. Yeah, gold is usually a good. Gold's more common to find. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like how I, I, you know, one thing I was, I was, I was thinking about when we were talking about this episode is how often, like, is it, is it really like, how coincidental does do they beat a boss and everyone gets an item that's specifically for them? Yeah, right. Yeah, it's like almost like the boss is waiting for them. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. It's like the campaign was created for that many mm-hmm. people. Which is which is why gold is always a good like go to kind of reward as well. And I used to actually think that we gave out too much gold, but then I popped open the uh, <laughs> the most recent adventure book from Wizards, the Tales from the Yawning Portal. I popped open one of the adventures in there and I saw how much like platinum and gold they were throwing oh, out. Oh yeah, people. I was like, never mind. We are not giving out too much gold. <laughs> that one, that one dungeon you put us through got us so much stuff. Yeah, we we ended up. Walking away with like almost like I think it was like three three thousand gold yeah. each. Yeah, and like, I was like, "That is, yeah, amazing." I was like telling him like, "I'm not making these numbers up. Like, this is what it says in the book." Yeah, it was like you know, each room that we found, like, "Oh, here's a bunch of gems that are each worth a thousand gold." We're like, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> here's yeah. a thousand platinum." I'm like, "Oh, okay." A suggestion I would say though, if you're going to give them gold or platinum, is you then have to give them an opportunity to spend that gold and platinum. Absolutely, and as a DM, you should probably find ways to like kind of come up with the ways they can spend that. Like I know for us, we've actually been kind of play testing this idea of potentially buying certain level magical items. But of course, to do that, it actually requires like certain rolls and tests to actually can see if you can find a seller. Yeah, we kind of what we use the combination of like the crossing rules that yeah that you recommends on top of it, it was basically like reverse engineering the trying to sell magic items kind of right. thing yeah we kind of yeah. took similar to uh, there's another another role-playing game that we play uh star wars from, oh yeah from fantasy flight mm-hmm. and that has a very interesting way of acquiring new oh yeah they, yeah they do it really well one, they do that one really well absolutely you have, to, you have to not only have a contact but you also have to be in a place that has that kind of stuff and, and then you, you have to make it. a certain role right. and pass that role right and yeah. then and then he might have it, <laughs> and then he might even not want to sell it to you. Yeah, right, exactly. uh, or he'll sell it to you at a ridiculous price. Ridiculous price. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> like, yeah, you can have it, but it's three times its price, and, yeah, and it's already expensive. Right? Yeah, uh, a lot. A lot of people. Uh, I've actually, um, if you do follow us on Twitter, uh, I did actually have a conversation about loot in here and one of the people specifically gave me a really cool idea for items because I mentioned that sometimes I do give out loot and I'm like wow I probably should not have given that to that person oh you give them like something, <laughs> like something too, too like good like or some yeah something that I'm like I am regretting this immediately uh-huh. um, and he mentioned that maybe the magic item just stops working and you have to figure out how to get it to work again and I was like, "Wow, that's really cool!" Because now that not only makes your character want that character want to try to get that magic item back, is that could actually be a, you know a campaign idea or something. He's like, "Oh, it's a dragon heart that you need," or like something like crazy like that. And I was like, "Wow, that's a really good idea." Start you know? quest, yeah. some of, how some of the items in the DMG have charges, and after the charges are done, it just like explodes. Yeah, yeah, something like or that. you could break it, you know, consciously break it to do X of amount niche. of damage and you're like alright well yeah. there you go <laughs> or um or my personal favorite creating cursed items oh, oh yeah curses cursed. are the best mm-hmm. they are the best I had I had a cursed sword that Sam gave my <laughs> no, I gave that to you but you gave that to yeah. me yeah. you found yeah. it on a dead body that's right I, I got this cursed the sword of vengeance is actually an, an item in the DMG um and I 
I wielded that sword until he was level 20. I don't think I ever gave it up. The, the best part about it, though, is Michael was really low level when I gave him that sword. And it's a really good sword, actually, if yeah, that's what you're sword. doing. But Michael made this fighter that he, like, in... He wanted him to be like you know a, a master of all weapons, and he had all these different items on him that he he was using in combat. And now he has a sword of vengeance. And if you're not familiar with it, it makes you disadvantage with anything but that sword. Right. Yeah, <laughs> so he was like, "Damn it, Chad!" Yeah, like, <laughs> it's like it's first, really cool, but I I don't yeah. I want to use my other weapons. Yeah. I made this fighter that was like 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 he said the jack of jack of all trades. Just run he would run in throw throw axes and spears and. Then he'd pull out a sword, but then he got this sword that's so good, but he can't use any of his other weapons yep. while he's wielding it. Yep. So he would, uh, he, he, he ended up changing how he fights, like, all together. Yeah. Like, he started becoming, like, this charger that would just wield his sword. Mm-hmm. A, a minor item I could think of that I gave someone, I guess you could call Curse, <laughs> was, um, it was back in our older system of, like, our homebrew D&D before we got into 5th edition, um... I gave one of Quentin's character this like magical hat that he could activate to give him like a buff to his <laughs> intelligence. Uh, but I made a curse in that whenever he activates the hat, it starts talking, and all it, its sole purpose in life is to just trash talk Quentin. Like, <laughs> yeah, so I, that's I it, the that. hat just just comes to life and just starts just like berating yeah. its user. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you're like, oh, I need help in this situation. So he turns on the hat, and immediately the hat's just like, oh, let me guess, you couldn't figure out something, could you, you dumbass? Oh! oh. Is that really Where's your word? dice? Is that really a curse word? Absolutely. I think so. Right. I want you to lose, lose it's dice, it's so that's why. It's the way you used it. Alright, fine. I want you to lose dice, that's the only reason why. Yeah, I know. Fine, fine, I'll get rid of a dice. What's the, where is it? Ah, oh, darn! Right. <laughs> eh. <laughs> well, now, uh, now we have uh, a grand total of two dice. Yeah, in the uh, and uh, you know, in the swear box. If, if you you know follow us on Twitter, I, I give you another shout. See, I, I, I use stuff from the Twitter on the on the podcast, guys. It's real. Yeah. I'm a real person. Yeah, if you guys want to talk to Chad, or t- well, it's it's us, honestly. I, it's I, mostly me. It's mostly, it's mostly, Chad. mostly Chad, but I, I jump on there and, and 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 he he tries really hard, but you know, we we give him a gold star and tell him to <laughs> come to go back to his coloring books afterwards. <laughs> but oh, oh my god! <laughs> wow. Maybe we sh- maybe we should cut him out of the episode. <laughs> What's the matter, Michael? Feeling a little bit. Cursey over there. You want to call me some names? A little bit. Why don't you lose some dice, huh? I have plenty of dice. That's all mine sitting right in front of me. I'll bring it on. So, besides actual loot, uh, one of the things I brought up as well is that there are other ways to actually reward players. That's where I was going to go to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what, what you got? What do you have? Um, what is it? What do you have, Michael? <laughs> Quick, they're still listening. I'm trying to talk. <laughs> Um, talk now? <laughs> so, so moving on, you know what? moving on Son from Michael's. <laughs> oh, two, two in an episode, two in an episode. Where is it? Where, where is the dice I said I would? I, s- I slowly feel my filter just moving away from my mouth. Watch this be like our highest rated episode. Like finally, they're cursing. <laughs> finally, finally, they're. They're cussing like they like we wanted right. to this whole time. All right, you get my uh, one of 
of my other one of my favorite dice. I can't find I can't find the favorite because it's not in this box. But uh, this is a yellow dice. It's green, by the way. Oh my god! <laughs> it's green. Oh my god! It's green, but Michael is colorblind. I am colorblind. That sucks. Well, it's it's, it's like a neon green. It's, so like, it's like a, a neon green. But of yellow we, and green. So we we'll help we'll help is, him out. Isn't that no? That's not the dice that always rolls twenties. No, it? It, that's it, the other. Green, that's the dark green one. It's the dark green. It's this one. Yeah. Oh, that's the one. There it is. Yeah. You guys are getting my green dice. Really? really? Yeah. Oh. Well, that's good for us because yeah, you know Michael DMs usually I usually DM hurts us dice. with it. Yeah, it hurts everyone. <laughs> this is like my this is my troll dice. So. Yep. Oh my goodness. I feel, I feel three, like, three dice, everybody. I feel, I feel very, uh, very sad. I miss my dice. <laughs> well, <Amazing>. to... <laughs> <laughs> We're saluting Michael's dice right now. <laughs> um, Chad, can you can you put a little like a little like can you create like a Facebook video of all the grand times I had with with my green dice? No, I'm not gonna do that. Anyway, super weird. Um, so, if let's get back to what I was going to say. Tell you know, you kept interrupting me. Um, so, ways of rewarding your characters or your PCs without uh, that isn't loot and that isn't treasure at the end of a campaign. Um, one of the things I really like to reward players for is just their their ability to role play. Like they they get into a situation where I've kind of backed them into a corner and they role play themselves out of it, or it's a situation where role playing shouldn't even exist, and they, they find a way to, to, to use role playing. And usually, the way I reward that is is by by kind of like secretly giving them um, either either a bonus to their their next couple roles involving that situation, or I, I I straight up give them successes on on those things just because it was it it it, it tickled my fancy. So you know why not why not you know it it, it made my story better. You know, because I—that's I, one of the cool things about your stories—is you get players to play them, and they make the stories alive. You know, mm-hmm. so I, I, I like to reward role-playing situations that are just, you know, out of the ordinary. That's always good. Yeah, I, I, more more recently than before, I know I when I first started making uh, campaigns, they were not as amazing as I wanted them to be they're actually a lot of them were stalling out before they even got started and I feel like I felt that a lot with the characters and it's kind of weird to feel that when you're like you're the DM and you're like oh uh, maybe they don't like this but recently I've actually been getting a lot of good roleplay moments out of especially out of people who don't normally have good roleplaying moments mm-hmm. that's like the best time to reward those people because those people aren't role-playing a lot and then they have a good one and you reward them they're like oh wow maybe i'm actually good at this and they'll role-play better and they'll they'll continue yeah they'll continue that that streak of you know good role-playing like i said if Mm -hmm. if they can role-play better it makes your story just that much exactly it's like positive reinforcement yeah It, it might not be like the greatest thing you've seen like you know there might be stronger people at the table but if you know they go above and beyond what they normally do, you know, then that's fantastic and absolutely give them give them something, you know, give them some kind of nod for actually coming out of their uh, their usual comfort zone when it comes to role playing. Yeah, D&D. definitely. What about you, Sam? What are some ways you reward players for certain things? 
Um, actually, I can talk about what happened on Tuesday when we were, when we were playing. Oh, yeah. That's um, a good moment. So on Tuesday, uh, Mike, you actually weren't here for this because you know you were at work. Um, <clears throat> I planned this really big encounter and it was it was huge like i didn't tell anyone about it because i was really afraid that they would hear it and then they would immediately be like i feel like you're trying to kill us um however they did something i didn't even expect at all and they basically talked their way out of it a fight um which normally i don't expect Unless, like, you're playing, Michael. <laughs> or Chad's in charge. But Chad's playing a character that is definitely never going to be in charge. I, I'm, this is, like, my super follower character that barely can speak common. Okay, so. so, yeah, based on who's left at the table, most likely a fight should ensue. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was actually, I think I kind of set it up for that to happen unknowingly. Um, so, basically, what it was is that they're, they're, they got hired to basically, like, clear out um, some, like barbarian type folks and all that um but then like the further they went the more they started to realize and this is kind of like the big turning point for a lot of them they realize it's like these aren't just like crazy psychopath like tribal nut jobs these are just people who used to live here <laughs> and so they started they they started having this like really moral debate with one another just like uh what do we do like <laughs> We originally were just gonna come here and just like kill them all because they were doing like really evil stuff, but it's like, oh, they're not nearly as bad as we thought they were. So <clears throat> instead, they actually like started just like talking to them, be like, you know, hey, is there any way we could just maybe work something out? Because you know what, you're not as bad as we thought you were. Maybe we can come to some kind of agreement or something like that. And they just started talking, and I was just like. I, I did not see this coming at all. Uh, and I was like, you know, I'm just going to let the dice aside. And I rolled the dice, and it was like, dice rolled really high. And I was still just like, I spent a lot of time on this combat. I was like, you sure, dice? I rolled again, and it rolled like one digit higher. And I was like, all right, uh, yeah, you guys talk them all down. And I, I rewarded them for that. I, you know, I was like, you know what? Here's what I'm going to give you like the majority of the XP as if you did take that fight, because you somehow, they, yeah, you negotiated a peaceful way out of conflict. Like, it didn't threaten anyone. Like, it was just pure, just, like, let us help you, like, peaceful conversations. And I was just stunned. I was like, I I can't even remember the last time something like this has happened. Because <laughs> um, usually you put your PCs in, in, a, in a spot where they're going to have to fight something, and usually they just do it. Yeah. And, and you know what? There was... I was in the group of them, us chatting, and there was... It was a heated argument that we were having with each other in character... Uh, because one one of the players actually really did want to fight, but he was like the newest one to our group, so we didn't we kind of like sh- you know brushed him off as like you know what you don't, know you don't understand like what's happening right now, like we're we're trying to get this done, and then actually one of our other friends, uh, Joel, he was like head of this this whole you know don't fight us because we're part of this organization that will kill you we don't want to kill you type thing that was going on it was a really really good role playing moment for him and I was actually super impressed myself I, yeah me like, too I was, I was blown away Like I was role playing really well as my character and I was like I don't know what's going on but I'm going to keep going yeah <laughs> it was another one of those moments where as a DM like, I just had to step away from the table because like, they were just completely involved with 
talking in character. Yeah. Oh yeah, those are some. I of, love that. Those are, those are always fun. Uh, you, you, they they start role playing. You're listening, obviously, but you can step. Yeah. You can get up, grab grab something to drink, <laughs> sit yeah. there, and be like, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. It's like one of those moments where like they don't need you. Like yeah. they're just actually acting out a scene on their own right now, yeah. and that's pretty awesome when when you're a group. Yeah, and like and like Sam said, like give them the XP anyways. Uh, I mean, obviously, maybe they didn't fight what you wanted them to fight, or it didn't go the way that you had planned. But if it was good, if it was better than what you thought of, then why not give them the, the XP? That's another way to reward players is Absolutely. give them more XP. Like, mm-hmm. I don't need gold all the time. I, I need XP. I've given out more XP just because something didn't go the way I thought it was going to go. <laughs> just because... It ha- I, you have to do because you're like, all right, you know what? That, that was way better than what I thought, guys. Yeah. Thank you. There's... Blew it's, my mind. There's so many times where where either a campaign is is derailed, but it ends up not not, not necessarily. I, I, I use the word derailed because it was not where I wanted it to go, but it went somewhere and created a story that I didn't expect, and was able to kind of like build a story with my players, which is always you know always exciting for me. It's always yeah. the best campaign too. That, that's what drives me to keep making the campaign better. Is because I see them exploring my world or exploring my campaign, and there are so many times where the people I play with just do something like the, the, the number one it's so small it was one spell one spell ruined an entire battle oh, oh yes what the fact that paladins get the spell dimension door makes me want to give out give out like five more dice like why why do paladins why do paladins get the ability to, to teleport 500 feet in any direction right. if I, they've been I, there I, I I want to tell this story because I really love this story. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. okay. Let, let, let me build up my like sheer frustration because I had this castle with like it had layers of defense. They had to go through the city. They had to like there was like fights upon fights. Like they were supposed to have like no spells, like super drained on hit dice. They were supposed to like get to the end and just be like, I don't think I can win. But then. They do this. So, uh, we actually mentioned this in another uh, episode. Uh, one of Sam's characters fought this, or fought to defend this city, and my character was like his second in command uh, of this like group that helped defend the city. And then on the like six months later, they- yeah, six months later, we're now sieging the city. So everyone was flipping out because we're. The, we were once heroes of this place, and now we're gonna bring it down. It's their fault. Yeah, it was Wait. their fault. And anyways, <laughs> so don't betray if me. you read the spell Dimension Door, it says that you can teleport you and one other person within 500 feet of somewhere you have been before. And you have to have recognized the place or been there before, or can see clearly in your mind. And I didn't tell Michael what I was gonna do because no. I knew he would be like, "Oh no, there's something that blocks it." So I was just asking and probing questions. I'm like. How far is from where I'm standing to the place, and to inside about, the keep? And I he's like, about just simply, oh, about 500 feet or so. He's like, yeah, like 400, something like that. And I'm like, oh, really? Uh, and I've been in this place before, right? I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Did, did um, you like, where's Chad going with this? <laughs> now, another important uh, thing is I had an item on myself that I was supposed to, once I got into the keep, was supposed to break and it would unleash... It would, teleport the, the orcs. it would teleport not just the orcs, it was the main orc, the yeah, and, the, and his crew. the big baddie of the group. Mm-hmm. And so I had this item, and I'm like, all right, Michael, uh, I would like to cast a spell. 
And he's like, alright, what spell are you casting? I, I cast Dimension Door and I take myself and Quentin into the keep. Um, and then I use my action to break the item. Thank you. <laughs> mic drop. Yeah, mic drop. It was total mic drop. <laughs> except, the mic, except the mic was his teleportation thing that he had to crush. He just goes, crush. crush. And, and that was the end of that, that was, siege. That was the end. Yep. It just ended. Dude. Yep. Like, I, like, my character has been, like, charging this whole time towards the wall. And then by the time I get to the wall, we get news, like, oh, we won. I'm like, what? <laughs> I just got here. It's okay, though, because even though Chad did that so successfully, he paid on his way out. Oh, yeah. That yeah. was that was another different... Then another, another thing Another happened. horrible thing happened to me, and Michael got his revenge, but it's still... Invisible Wizards. Invisible Wizards is all I'm going to say. Okay. <laughs> So something isn't invisible just because you don't turn around and look at it. It's invisible. <laughs> I didn't anyway, see it. Yeah. I wasn't taking my action anyway, to throw perception. It's invisible. That was so. That was one time I kind of took it out on the players for defeating my <laughs> my 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 dungeon, quote unquote. But it, it wasn't like a, a. I wasn't being uh, overly unfair or anything like that. But. Uh, I rewarded them with tons of experience for just beating me. Yeah, they didn't beat, they didn't beat the campaign. They beat me. And I one, one. These guys both know I do not like being beat. It's true. And two, it was just it was flawless. Chad, yeah, it was flawless. Chad knew not to give out too much information because I remember seeing there going, "What is Chad doing?" Like, I pulled out. I pulled out the player's guide. I made sure the paladins got that spell because I was just like, there's gotta be a way that he can't do this to me. <laughs> yeah, like, you spent a while just, like, going through the book, like, trying to find some kind of word or something you could throw at him. I was like, nope. No, I was very, I was very, 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 uh, I used my words very, very, uh, carefully. carefully. You chose your words very yes, carefully. I chose them very carefully because I know Michael and I knew he would mess me up if I, was, if I wasn't careful. Yeah. Oh, man. So anyway, um, uh, what, what other ways do you guys reward your characters for any small situation? Well, inspiration oh. is one thing. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, inspiration. Yeah, inspiration. But inspiration is... I, I give out inspiration for everything. Right, but one thing we decided to start... One thing we started doing with inspiration is um, the game uh, Dungeons & Dragons basically kind of... It doesn't require it, but it basically says... Uh, a player should know, have, have one, only one inspiration at a time and should not be able to accrue any more than that. But one problem we ran into with inspiration is everybody would hold on to it. Because yeah. you they, never knew when you were going to need it. Yeah. And, and sometimes it's, they would need it. It's the precious. And they wouldn't use it. And then they would get another inspiration and then they'd be like, oh, I already have one. Already and they're like, yeah. oh, well, you don't get that one. So yeah. we started allowing them two or three. Basically. No, I think we would just like. You I could still just... think we would put a cap on it, but no one's ever gone past like. Yeah, three. usually oh, you yeah. end up using them if you have too many, well, but yeah. just giving them the ability to have more than one just a lot. Like as soon as that happened, inspirations were being used left and right. Yeah. Oh absolutely. yeah. Um, but also besides inspirations as well, uh, <clears throat> I'm actually gonna use an example from what Mike has done. He hasn't actually said it outright, but uh, we both know it's like this is pretty much what he did. Um, there are times where I think you even said earlier in this episode where like if someone just role plays or just does something really well, um, if there's a skill check required, you just auto pass. Yeah, or 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 you get like a critical success. 
Yeah. For the for the role playing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I, God, I can't help but go back to that fighter, because um, my my fighter has very average charisma. Mm. Like it used to be like zero, but now it's actually plus one. Finally, at level twenty. <laughs> um, but uh, even for just having the charisma like modifier of plus zero, I somehow get away with so many things I'm just like I feel like I need to roll a test here but Michael's never told me not to has never told me to take one so I'm just not going to say anything yeah, don't don't bring up tests if you don't want to take them yeah oh yeah definitely yeah. especially but, with me yeah and, and then when I finally like more or less retired this character I brought that up I was like you know you let me get away with a lot of stuff I was like you never told me once to take a charisma test and you told me it was just like you just role play really well, and I was like, you know what, you got it. it it's hard. It's hard to make someone role play or not role play. It's hard to make someone roll a check when they're doing so well. Yeah, it's you, really like it's more like roll a check because like you I convinced me as a person like, uh, you know, I I'm okay with this. Like I don't need you to persuade this character now because he does. He's not suspicious of you. You you role played your way so well that this character's like, yeah, makes sense. <laughs> I think I, I think that uh, way that Chad and Sam have been talking about rewarding role playing really promotes role playing at the table. So mm-hmm. um, rewards are very important, especially at the end of a quest. You want to make sure that they that, that at least something is given. It doesn't have to be doesn't have to be magic weapons. Doesn't have to be gold or experience. It can doesn't it can it can literally just be a lot of experience, or it can be something that you give that character that is um, special. Yeah. Like, um, like, let's say you have a character who has a is looking for a family member or, or a close friend, and they you, you give them very detailed information on, on mm-hmm. where to go next. Oh yeah. Or yeah. or um or you have a pal or, or, or you have a paladin who's been trying to recover. He's he's an ex paladin. and He really wants to regain his his paladinhood. And he does so well during a role playing situation or during this whole campaign that he's now, you know, he's now no longer an ex paladin. Right. So, you know, quests don't always have to render rewards in physical uh, physical items for your for your characters. They can always be uh, role playing items mm-hmm. or, or role playing situations that basically uh, grow their character. Mm-hmm. I always think that's a, that's a great way to kind of pat your players on the back, it's like, hey. Absolutely. You did good. Yeah. <laughs> or, um... Good job, buddy. Another thing you can even do that I've started to practice a little bit as well is, um... If people actually kind of give a little bit more detail on, like, how they do a check. Um, so, like, someone... Instead of just someone being like, you know, oh, I'm gonna roll and instivate it... Oh, my God. I can't talk now. Investigation good. check to try and find whatever... Instead, so, uh, recently people are starting to be like, you know, oh, I'm gonna make an investigation check because I'm gonna, I'm gonna search around like this. I'm gonna use my knowledge from like this kind of thing. Like they get into detail about like how they're investigating things, and I don't make them like auto win it, but I like it enough. Where I'll be like, all right, you know what? Either you or have advantage, or... either like you have advantage or difficulty, or I'll just be like, you know what? You get like a plus three to your dice roll right. because I like, I like that you're thinking. Or secretly, I'll lower the DC. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Something like that, so they can. Uh, succeed the role maybe uh, if they roll because now they're thinking like in character and all that kind of stuff and you know they're paying attention more to your world by like using things from like previously that happened in the story or or just getting creative i think the big thing about this episode is that it's really good to recognize your players like 
players are your lifeblood of your campaign, so <laughs> don't you can't play don't treat them badly. Yeah. I mean, obviously, sometimes they can irk you, and maybe you smite them a few times, but yeah. you know that's you know here and there. But uh, it's always good to reward people for doing something that is out of their either a their comfort zone or just something you were not expecting, even in the slightest. Mm-hmm. So, like always reward your characters because they will definitely a be more involved in the story because now their character feels cooler and b they will be a lot happier and not yell at you do you have any other uh any any final words no actually i think chad summed it up pretty well yeah if if you had to roll a test right now i'd say he passed i wouldn't i would make him roll anyway wow Well, now you see how the the difference between Sam DMing and Michael DMing. <laughs> that's that's the only difference right there. Right there. <laughs> really. Um, is. Anyway, so uh, we're gonna do our plugs. Uh, we actually have a, an actual plug today. We do. Oh, we, we do. do. Yeah, that's right. I forgot. Um, there's a local hobby shop uh, down here in Orange County. Down here in Orange County. Um, I'm gonna let Sam plug them. Orange County, time. California. Orange, yeah, County, Orange California. County, California. Yeah. So Sam. Yeah, uh, the folks over at Brooker's Hobbies in Garden Grove have been gracious enough to actually start letting us use some of the space in their club room to actually record nowadays. Um, it's very nice of them. They didn't have to do that at all, but they're they they just been around for so long, and you know they're very. I really don't know what else to say other than the fact that they're just gracious. How can how can uh, how can the the, the listeners find? Them? Absolutely. Uh, you can find them online. They they do have a website, just www.brokershobbies.com. Uh, there are they have a Facebook page. They also have a website and Facebook page for the Brokers Club. That's their gaming room. Um, and these guys are fantastic. They've been around for like I think like forty five years now. They they know they know the local area. They know the gamers. They sell way too many products. <laughs> um, it's like it's, it's source packed. It's yeah, it's, it's overwhelming with, sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like when we talk about the nerd store, this is the nerd store we're talking about. And for all of us, like we grew up with this store. We, like, yep. we love the nerd store. Yep. I remember <laughs> before I even had a bike, I would just walk there, and that was like a two mile walk for me. And I would just walk there like almost every weekend. I wouldn't even buy things. Just like going in there, just because like seeing things. There's I'd so many buy. things to just but, look yeah. at. Yeah, but they they cater to so many folks. Like it doesn't matter if you're an art, a person who plays RPGs, a board gamer, a tabletop war gamer, or even just a modeler. They have everything you need, except trains. <laughs> so right. if you're part of the trains. I'm sorry. Go check someplace else. And RC cars, right? Oh yes, and no RC. Yeah. But if you do anything else besides those two, my goodness, they probably can cater to you. Oh, and if they can't, they, they actually order stuff for us all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so, uh, we're, we're going to be posting some pictures of our new space once we have it up and running. It's not up and running yet. Yeah, um, it's, it's a work in progress. Yes. Un- until, until, that, until you see those photos, uh, like us on Facebook. Follow uh, us on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. Again, we're at the Roll Trolls. You can retweet us. You can reply to us. Also on Facebook, we have plenty of stuff for you to look at. Um, we're on SoundCloud. Google Play, Play iTunes. And iTunes. And apparently we're on the Podcast Addict. And we're now on the Podcast Addict. And soon to be coming to the internet, we'll be on Reddit. Soon, yeah. Soon. Uh, soon. We're, we're working on that. Uh, but yeah, go ahead and give us likes. Uh, give us five stars. Like stars. Suggestions. Like I said, I mentioned that guy's tweet today, and I'm probably going to tweet about it You know, in a moment here. Did you want to mention 
that uh, that that, that uh, Twitter user? Uh, I don't know it off the top of my head. Let me. Do 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 do. Hey Sam. Hi Michael. How are you today? I'm doing fine. How are you? We'll have to extend the end of this episode till says Chad didn't have all of the information he needed. Yeah, we're gonna buy time. Buy time. Buying, buying time. What I, I didn't think you uh, wanted me to like actually reference him specifically. I don't know. That'd be kind of cool. You yeah. might like it. Why not? I mean, you just say his Twitter handle. Yeah, that's what, like that. it's what he's looking at. I'm sure. Yeah, you do that. I'm pretty sure that's what he's looking for. Yeah. Are you looking for a Twitter handle? Are we sure you want to call, give him a shout out? Why, why wouldn't we? I don't know. He's our, our first input on a show. I guess so. We always ask we always ask you guys to, to, to add stuff to uh, to that's, any of our social media so we can that's a good point. talk about it. And yeah. so, you know. Did you find him, Chad? Yeah, I found him. Take it away. So, uh... His username is Lawdog, and his uh, handle is at John Limming One. I currently follow him. If you want to look through my followers, our followers, right? <laughs> I did agree to this. <laughs> Again, thanks for listening, you guys. Thanks, Lawdog. Uh, roll trolls out. Roll trolls out. Sorry. All of our other stuff too. Well, we're we'll have to.